You are listening to the Up Level Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Up Level Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich. And today I have a very special guest. Nina is joining me. She is my longtime client. She's worked with me in a variety of programs privately and in Voxer coaching. And she's going to be here today to talk about her journey in terms of becoming the CEO of her business and what that has looked like on many different levels and ultimately discovering who she is as a leader and how that's changed her desires and her priorities, and also the impact she's able to make in her clients' businesses. Nina is from Slovenia. She's my only Slovene client, and that is just really, really cool in itself. I have learned so much from Nina. She also happens to be a certified director of operations with a just plethora of experience from the corporate space, who is somebody that is just incredibly intuitive, insightful, very, very strategic, and also fun. Hello, Enneagram 7, which isn't maybe something you know until you get to know Nina. So without further ado, I'm going to turn this over to Nina because she has so much to share with us. And I'm just so excited for today's interview. Okay. So Again, like I mentioned in the intro, I am so excited to have my dear friend and client Nina here with us today. We're just going to have a conversation to kind of bring you behind the scenes in terms of what does business growth look like really, right? We all know that there are specific things that we need to do in terms of foundational elements and we need to track metrics, but what is the piece of business growth about growing ourselves as a CEO? What does that really entail? And how does that change us in terms of our goals and our desires? And so Nina, welcome. Will you do me a favor and pronounce your last name? Because I realized I don't know how to do that properly when I was doing the intro. Hi, thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure, Melissa. Well, I'm Nina Mohoric which is probably hard for uh, English speaking people because you don't have this. So yeah, it's Mohoric. Well, it's gorgeous. And that kind of, we're just going to jump in right here because when we first started working together, one of the things that you told me was that you were concerned that because English wasn't your first language, that that may be a barrier. And I was like, oh my gosh, for me, it is empowering. And it it is like credibility in terms of like, you speak so many languages and I immediately feel like you are a wealth of information and knowledge. And so it was like, a for me, it's like a badge that you get to wear. And so again, it's just that perspective, right? Sometimes we believe things about ourselves that other people are just shocked about. And that's one of the powers of working with somebody or being part of a container so that you can outwardly express your thoughts and beliefs and have it reflected back to you in terms of what people actually think and believe. So anyway, that was beautiful. Obviously my last name is Froelich. I don't even say it appropriately, but that's why I was like, just tell me your last name because people, wow, they butcher mine in every way, shape or form every day. So (laughs) 
Anyway. All right. So I mentioned that you are from Slovenia and I think that that is super neat and super cool because it's just a testament to how incredibly diverse entrepreneurship is. Right. And the point that I'm trying to make here is you're from Slovenia and you have a lot of experience and most of your clients are Slovene, right? They're Yes. So tell me a little bit about what entrepreneurship and what your clients look like in terms of what are, what are some of the, the challenges that they face? Who do you work with when we get in our little bubble in our little circle of people, right? We think that like, these are the only people that we know and that we work with. And then it's like, oh my gosh, there's all these other worlds out there. And so I bet that there's people who are right now listening to this podcast, going to their phone and probably Googling like, where is Slovenia, right? <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> take us behind the scenes a little bit into your world. And like, what are some of the, like, is it a lot of coaching clients or are there a lot of e-commerce? Like what are some of the predominantly um, most popular types of business businesses that you work with specifically with your Slovenian clients? Well, Slovenia is a small country next to Italy. I think everybody knows Italy. So then it should be easy to know where Slovenia is. <laughs> But I uh, basically mostly work, I'm a certified director of operations and I help my clients with strategy and all things operations. So I would say that in Slovenia, being a very small country, we are still a little bit more like we are very uh, oriented out, out of the, you know, out, outwardly. You know what I mean? Like there's not much business you can do in Slovenia. So if you really want to have a successful business, you need to look outside. That's why we all speak at least one or two foreign languages. Otherwise, it's just impossible. But it is still very much a traditional environment in a sense of business in terms of when I found the online business world, I was very much, oh, my God, there's a whole new universe here. You know, Mm -hmm. there's these amazing things happening and there's so many opportunities There are, of course, more and more people venturing online also in Slovenia. But like a lot of the times, I would feel still, especially amongst my friends, like I'm an alien. You know, they don't even know what I do. They cannot even comprehend what am I, yeah, what I'm talking about. So I do have a mixture of clients. Some of them work online and some of them work still traditionally brick and mortar, but there is more and more people trying to find their success online and in these new or newer business structures, I would say. Sure. Makes total sense. And I can relate to (laughs) that feeling of when I realized about this online world, I was like, oh my gosh, what have I stumbled upon and how have I been missing this for so long? And also your comment about needing to be outward. Like, so it's not like, oh, everybody in Slovenia is doing business with other people in Slovenia. It's like, okay, we're savvy people, but also we're a small country. How do we focus on clients and enterprise beyond our own country? So I think that makes a lot of sense there. All right. So talk to me a little bit about the last year, because I think that this is really exciting and interesting. And there's a couple of things that come to mind for me in terms of, you mentioned that you're a certified director of operations, but I think that there's another identity that you've also started to really embrace that I would like you to talk about. And then I want to explore the other parts of the becoming that helped with this, you know, beyond, of course, we've worked together in many different capacities, but let's really dive into that exploration in terms of the, the DNA of Nina and your leadership DNA, as I like to call it. So just curious if you know what other identity I'm talking about here. 
<laughs> I have, uh, I, I think I know. Well, basically the last year was probably one of the most, or the last couple of years were one, one of the most interesting ones, I would say, because I feel like I have grown so much and I have done so much work that it doesn't necessarily, it this work doesn't necessarily show itself on the outside yet. But mm. I do feel like I have done some really deep inner work through coaching with you, through go- going through some other programs, even uh, also going through the director of operations program. And But just like you said, not acquiring new knowledge in terms of strategy and how do we measure KPIs and things like that, but also just uncovering who I am really mm-hmm. and what is my zone of genius and just really understanding myself better and empowering myself that after 20 years of in corporate, I can be somebody who can help other small businesses. You know, just this was a really big thing for me. I feel like just um, understanding that I have all these limiting beliefs that are holding me back that I didn't know that I have. And then once I, I uncovered them, I was like, so, okay, now I know this is holding me back. What do I do? And, you know, just learning from you and through my Enneagram coaching with my Enneagram coach, just understanding how I can grow and how I can learn to overcome these internal obstacles that I basically put on myself. And, you know, the, the outside world doesn't see them. But yeah, this is how I feel that it's uh, it's been very impactful in, in terms of who am I today versus who I was two years ago. And I am trying to and feel more and more confident that I can be a consultant and a coach to other people. And that is something that I feel like, I think that maybe a year ago when we first met, I was like, well, you know, I might someday (laughs) be a coach. And I was very like reluctant to say it. And it's still, you know, I still feel a little bit, well, I'm not completely at this with saying it, but I, I do believe that I can and I know that I will. I love that. And I'm so glad that you are saying it out loud. And, you know, I, I had that same thing for a long time when I started and I'm doing air quotes coaching, I wouldn't call it that I would think of everything else that I could call it, whether it was mentoring or guiding or consulting, but it was coaching at the end of the day. And that's what people were calling it in in terms of reflecting back to me, but there was so much imposter syndrome and there was so much just limiting beliefs clouding what was already there. And so I think that that's part of, you know, the power of the work we've been able to do. Cause I'm like, you are already right. Let's embrace this. So let's jump into the Enneagram coaching. Cause I think that this is really fun. Carissa Harrison, you know, is a dear friend and also my Enneagram coach. And I know you've done a lot of work with her just to bring our listeners behind the scenes. When you work with me, yes, we do a lot about strategy and mindset, but it's also access to my toolkit and the things that I use to develop myself and to grow my business. And one of the things is like, if I'm working with a coach that I think is phenomenal, you know, I'm going to share that. And last year I spent a lot of time working with an Enneagram coach and it was just, it was really interesting what 
I discovered and what I uncovered. And so, you know, I brought Carissa into a lot of my programs. She came to my retreat and she just continues to be one of those go-to resources. When, when somebody comes to work with me, I'm like, do you know your Enneagram? And if you don't, I highly encourage you to explore that if it feels good to you. And some people that's their jam and other people, you know, that that's not what they desire to do. Maybe they only want to lean into human design. I kind of like to do a mix of all the things. And so I know that you started exploring your Enneagram and And I remember when you first landed on what it could potentially be, right? And it was sort of like, I don't want to say what your reaction was, but take me back, take the audience back to that time when when you first got your like potential Enneagram number. Yeah, it's like, this is one of the things that is great and that I really love when I'm working with you, that you really share all the resources with us. And Carissa is this like... uh, I would say a gem in this Enneagram world. And it's been really great working with her. And like when I started exploring Enneagram, I was completely, I would never, I'm a seven. And I would never think I'm a seven. I was thinking I'm a three, I'm a six, I'm an eight maybe, but never in a million years, I would say I'm a seven. And when I landed on the seven, I was like, Hmm, what do I do with that right now? You know, because how is this even possible? Sevens are these visionaries, these people who have these ideas. And I am the person who is behind the scenes and doing all the operations. And, and then, of course, through Carissa's work, I truly dig deep. And now I understand how come I can be a seven and that I truly am. But also, I sort of uncovered a part of me that I didn't even know it existed. You know, like I uncovered some things like that based that I am a visionary and I would never like before I was like, well, no, you know, I have, I don't have any ideas. And I think a lot of the times we do um, make these stereotypes about certain things or we just assume certain things. So yeah, I was very much surprised and I was very much like, no, how is this even possible? I'm not this person and help me. I love that. So those of you that maybe aren't as familiar, the Enneagram seven, and this is according to the Enneagram Institute, I have it pulled up right here is the enthusiast, right? They're busy variety seeking, spontaneous, versatile, and sometimes scattered. Sevens are extroverted, optimistic, and spontaneous, playful, high-spirited, and practical. They can also misapply their many talents, becoming overextended, scattered, and undisciplined. So I just want to say that like reading that and knowing Nina, the way that I do, and especially Nina, then I was like, Oh, interesting. However, there is one very, very, very specific example that stands out into my mind when I was like, Oh, of course she's a seven. So I remember a coaching call when I was sharing just kind of what was going on with my life. And I had just found out that we were going to be moving again. And as I'm recording this, my office is an absolute disaster. We are starting to box up for our second move within 365 days. So I'm sharing with Nina and some of the other gals that I found out we're moving again. And it sounds like it might be Hawaii, which by the way, we're going to Florida. But at the time I was like, it might be Hawaii. And I thought it was going to be Florida and oh my goodness. And I was really just like stressed about it. And just all the things, the logistics and the, the, and Nina goes, Oh, that sounds like it could be fun. And I was thinking fun. Like, are you kidding me? Fun, everything, but fun. Right. But then I was like, Oh, Nina with ease just tapped into the fun side of it. And then I remember we talked about that little 
that little tidbit. And it was like, oh, wow, of course you're a seven, right? All the things started to, to make sense. And this is important because if you, like you mentioned the word stereotype, right? If you read this and you're like, Ooh, that's very like kind of you're boxed in. And like, I, that's not me, but, oh, she's able to access fun with greater ease than I can. Cause I'm an Enneagram six, right? I'm a counterphobic type six. It is really, really hard for me to access fun. Like, in fact, the word fun makes me cringe. Fun has to be something that I work on incorporating versus like for Nina, that comes with greater ease. And why is that important when you're looking for somebody to be your coach and your strategist? It's especially important in my opinion, because so many of us are that type A personality. We're all about what's next, what's next, what's next. And when you can have someone like Nina by your side, who also understands the strategic approach and can access fun with greater ease and make sure that that's layered on, like that is the secret sauce, my friends. So anyway, this is really important, right? In terms of your development, because you're realizing that, wait a second, this is so interesting. I didn't realize these things about myself. So tell me and and share with, with the listeners, some kind of aha moments in that, that journey, because there probably was a part of you that was like fun. Uh, I'm supposed to be a strategist and I'm supposed to be serious and I'm supposed to be like with a plan all the time. And fun is going to derail that, right? Was there ever a piece of that? Like the, like, I can't be this identity because that doesn't match with what I'm building. Definitely. That was one piece of it, especially in the beginning. And I always was like very serious, but when I started to think about it really, And when I started to go back to all the different things that I have done, I did notice that I was always trying to also work hard and, you know, uh, do all the projects and everything. But I did also always wanted to have a little bit of fun with it, like, you know, just saying, and I truly do believe that we can do good work and we can be really successful and we can be really on task. But at the same time, I believe that we can still have fun. And that is basically what I believe is the point of even having our own business and trying to build it around our lives and not the other way around. Because if we have our own business and it's not fun for us in some aspect, then why are we doing it? I mean, mm-hmm. this is how I look at it now from this perspective, but it was definitely a part where I, where I, where I, when I was like, oh, but are people going to be... Are, are, are they going to see me as somebody trustworthy if I'm saying, oh, I, and I also want to have fun? I love that because it's like such an important component, right? And we just got done with a five-month mastermind container called Amplify. And it was about really amplifying ourselves as the CEOs of our business. And one of the things I said over and over and over again was making sure that like you had a clear definition of what success looked like to you. And then it felt really good. And so if we're not also incorporating fun and joy and more ease into the business that we're creating, like what's it all for? Right. And I think every single woman in that group made some type of a shift because something didn't feel good, like to some degree, right. Really giving ourselves permission to say, wait a second, 
this doesn't feel great, or this isn't fun, or I don't like this anymore. Your gift is that comes a lot easier, right? And who wouldn't want that in somebody who was very strategically minded and capable and had, you know, all of the, this experience over 20 years in corporate and a certified director of operations, but somebody who could also access the fun factor a little bit more like that is valuable. And I think that that is why it's important to do the work, because if you just took an assessment and it told you that you were a seven, you could have easily like, Ooh, that doesn't sound good for what I'm creating. Right. But because you then invested in learning and doing the work and really discovering what that actually meant, it bolstered your confidence. It allowed you to say, ah, this is why I enjoy this and not this. It allowed you to say, this is who I am as an individual with greater confidence. And this is the benefit of getting to work with me. Right. Because that's one of the things there can be 20 of the same title in a room in terms of directors of operations or online business managers or coaches, but nobody is uniquely you, but until you understand who you uniquely are, it's really difficult to, to showcase that and highlight that. And I would say that this work has impacted how you show up, how frequently you show up, how much you feel in a hurry to do the next thing, right. To get another certification or to take another course, because I'm also looking here and, and sevens are quick and agile and they can learn things incredibly quickly. And although that's great, that also plays into that desire for the shiny object thing. Like what's next and what's next and what can I learn? And Ooh, this is fun, right? Obviously the reason why you speak several languages with ease and, the balance there is to say, okay, although I can do these things, do I want to, is it fun for me? How does this support or take away from what I I really desire to create? So talk to me a little bit about how this has played into how you work with clients and who you want to work with. Like how has this changed the services that you're going to offer or the people that you desire to work with? Well, I definitely did. Like I said, I discovered like one of the questions that was very crucial for me. And I think it was a very a light bulb moment was, OK, great. So you can do all these things and this is all the things that you are doing. But are you having fun? Are you enjoying it? And all of a sudden I was like, uh, my first question was, what do you mean? Am I enjoying it? This is what I do. <laughs> and then I was like. Am I enjoying it? And once I I asked that question, it was just like all sorts of things came up and I really discovered that, yes, I'm great at operations. Yes, I'm great at project management. I can do all these things, but I can probably do something else better because it also brings more joy to me and more like more fun to my life. And that way I can probably bring bring more joy to my customers and more fun into their business. And it doesn't mean just like we don't do anything the whole day, but you know, like these small increments of really also adding fun. So I am pivoting away from implementation into the consulting and coaching role and just basically acting as a still as a strategic guide and a partner to my clients, but more in a guiding role and just trying to uncover all the possibilities that they have and helping their team implement what needs to be done. Yeah, I would say that was the most important change. Yeah, I think that that is amazing. Talk to me a little bit about 
how has this work shaped how you'll make decisions in the future about what to invest in, in terms of coaching or support? And how has this maybe made you realize that you have enough and I'll I'll turn it over to you. You know what I'm asking here. Yeah. Both working with you and Carissa in the past year has really shown me that I don't need any more certifications and I don't need any more programs or whatever strategies there are out there that I truly do have everything inside of me. I can choose to do a certification or a training or something that I feel is still missing, for example, uh, more marketing or whatever in that aspect where I'm not so, where I don't have so much experience. But even if I, at this point, choose not to do any new, uh, acquire new knowledge, I can still build my business. I can still be successful. Although I would say that having some kind of support in a coaching or mastermind uh, capacity is something that is very crucial, but that I see as a different kind of uh, help to me than Mm -hmm. acquiring new knowledge. And this is where I feel like I don't need it. You know, I can if I want to, but it's not crucial for me to be successful. Yeah, I love that. And I obviously wholeheartedly agree with that. And I think another thing that you've done a really good job about, especially in the past six months to a year is taking time to really enjoy the fun, right? And say, I'm I'm going to be on holiday. We're going to be in Croatia and we're really going to be in Croatia, right? I could choose to do to hop on a call or whatever, but it's okay that I miss it. And tell me about how that has changed maybe the dynamic or the relationship or the, just how you feel in in the other important roles that you play in your life as, you know, a wife and a mom, like, what does that feel like? Yes. I have done a lot of the uh, inner work in terms of it's okay that I, that I take holidays. It's okay that I take three days off with my business bestie and we go away and we talk life, uh, business, uh, strategy, fun, whatever. And I think this is very important for all business owners, especially women who have all these roles. And I do believe that having that in my life and uh, I have already grown accustomed to it. So I do it like I just in April, I spent one week in Greece with my business bestie away from my kids, away from my husband. And I do believe that these kind of things will make me a better mom, a better wife, a better business uh, partner to anybody, because when my cup is full, then I can give to others. And I know it sounds like a cliche and everybody's saying it but it really is true. <laughs> yeah. And I so believe that I'm, I'm feeling that today myself, you know, I, the last couple of weeks have been a lot with prepping for this move. And I just took some time last week to just have more fun and not do some things that I thought that I should on my list. And I was like, those can wait. And you know what, today I feel a lot more energized because of it. And it, obviously happens every single time. But if we are not truly allowing for that rejuvenation and the fun piece of it, then then what's it all for? Because we will burn out, right? And I think that that's one of the things that we all know, but it's really hard for us to figure out what that edge is and how to know when we're there, but then learn how to actually back up from it and give ourselves that permission instead of saying, I should rest. I should take a break, right? Those, those 
shoulds that always get in our way. So as we kind of wrap up here today, what advice do you have for maybe the the younger version of you or somebody that's maybe listening to this that says, wow, I can relate to all of this. And I'm feeling really just overwhelmed in my business and I don't really know what it is I want to do, do or how I want to work with people, or I'm just doubting myself on every level, or I'm scared to put myself out there. Like what things would you share? Like pearls of wisdom that, that come to mind. I would definitely say if you have this wish of having your own business or you have it and don't give up, just go find a way and go find support that will help you deep dive into yourself and really recognize what is your zone of genius and really know what are the things that fill you up with joy and and also at the same time give yourself a grace and give yourself time and not be this impatient person who is you know i'm very much guilty of i would also th- i would always think well, I'm not doing enough, or I should be someplace, somewhere where I'm not yet. And all these other people are doing that and that and that, and I'm not. And just, I would just say, just go after your goal, get support, listen to yourself, and just trust that it will happen. Because also, you know, when I think that the first time when you probably said it to us in in one of your programs, well, you go into your body and you listen to your body. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, so this all is a part of it. And I believe it can be done and just, yeah, follow where your heart is. Yeah. And if you don't know what that means, then it's okay to get help to figure out what that means. Right. Remember when I first started learning to listen to my intuition, that was from a client and um, mentor years and years ago when I first started out in my journey. And I'm like, I have no idea what this means, but he talks about it a lot and it clearly works. And so I'm going to learn this little by little. And now I really rely on my intuition and I I'm working to rely more on my heart because that's harder for me to access based on my any type. But anyway, it it's all a compilation of teeny tiny efforts, right? Learnings, practices, and again, atomic habits. You, you've heard me talk about that a million times. My love affair, he doesn't know it, but with James Clear, we can all create this greater version of ourselves with tiny efforts. And I think that when we embrace that, it takes so much pressure off and it's like, okay, this is doable. And just getting curious is the first step. That's the first step with mindset work. That's the first step with anything. Like what feels heavy to me? What feels hard? How am I feeling in terms of my intuition or my gut? Maybe nothing. Maybe it's like, I don't even know what that means and I can't access it, but then getting curious in terms of what I like to learn this? Would I like to dive into this? Do I desire greater ease? Do I want to have more fun? Even though I don't know how to do that, do I desire this, right? That's where you start. And I didn't have anybody to tell me that in my entrepreneurial journey. I had Google and (laughs) that's where I spent all my time. And by the time I landed in communities with coaching, I was like, oh my goodness, where has this been on my life? But then I immediately felt quote unquote behind. And I don't know if you can relate to that, Nina, but it's like, oh, I'm so grateful to be here. And oh my goodness, all these people are ahead of me. So it's like, I almost went backwards again, instead of just saying, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And 
oh, how great. Now I can have access to anything I desire. And it's okay if I don't know what that means, I can have somebody help me on that journey. And so I think that one thing that you've probably heard from Nina today, and you've heard from me lots and lots of times, and we'll continue to, is that having support is part of being a CEO and support can mean having multiple versions of support simultaneously. I mean, Nina has mentioned she has worked with me and she's working with Carissa, the Enneagram coach, and probably some other people at the same time. And that's not because she's getting direction from three business coaches. That's not what she's saying. She's layering on the deep work of becoming a greater version of her CEO self. And I do that as well. And I think it's really important because you work with one coach and then they help you tap into something else that then you can explore deeper with somebody who is more of an expert in that area. So it's okay to have multiple people assisting you on your journey, as long as they all compliment you and what you desire. All right. That's the big message that I want to send away everyone with that it's okay to have multiple versions of support at the same time, as long as they complement one another. I can't say that enough. I am not trying to say, and nor would I take somebody, if somebody came to me and they already had a business coach, then let's talk when you have wrapped up that engagement. If somebody came to me and they were working with a human design coach or an Enneagram coach, and then they wanted to deepen their mindset work and business strategy, you betcha, right? So those are two very different things. So I want to be clear about that just for our listeners and maybe the people that are newer on the journey. But anyway, with all of that, Nina, thank you so much for being here today. And where can people find you? Where do you feel like you're hanging out the most these days in terms of social media, or maybe it's your email and tell us where we can follow you. First of all, thank you so much, Melissa, for having me. This was great. You're so welcome. And for all your help in the past year. And yeah, people can follow me mostly on Instagram, Nina Mohoric, Build with Success. So yeah, come connect and we'll awesome. talk. I love it. And we'll make sure to have your links in the show notes. So those of you that are listening and maybe you're at the gym, if you're not, you can click on the the links and follow Nina on Instagram. All right, my friend, thank you so much for just a wonderful chat today. And I know that the listeners are going to just get so much from this. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you're looking to join a community of female entrepreneurs focused on the growth of their online business, be sure to check out the Uplevel Lounge community on Facebook. As always, you can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at melissafrolick.com. See you here next week.